Hello, and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today is Mr. Charles Culver, Director of Program Advancement here at MIPS, and I'll probably refer to him as Charlie or Chuck the rest of this, <laughs> this podcast, but it's good to have you. Thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it. Yeah, so that uh, title doesn't cover it as it, it rarely does, right? But Charlie does a ton of stuff here, so much so that I have to look at it, right? So here's some things that Charlie does. He oversees the Howell Learning Lab, which will soon be a part of the Hive, right? You'll have that in Howell. Um, he mentors his own full caseload of middle school and high school students, like I do. I'm a mentor. He does that as well. He works on and applies for state and federal grants. He handles several facets of state compliance and policies. He builds relationships with political leaders and legislators. He works with truancy officers across the entire state of Michigan, and he oversees the BEBS team, um, which we actually had a whole episode of the podcast on recently with uh, Amanda Murray about what that is and what you guys do there. So that is a ton. But there's some special things that we're talking about today. So I'll start it this way and then I'll leave it to you, right? You can okay. you can run with it. Okay. Um, I want to know what school choice is and why that matters. Sure, sure. Um, well, thanks again for having me and for the introduction. Yeah. Um, you know, school choice is why you and I are sitting here today mm-hmm. and why we have, I think, north of 1,300 students enrolled in our school right now, mm-hmm. grades K through 12, all within the boundaries of our wonderful state. So with time left to enroll. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, you know, school choice is, is actually a relatively simple concept, but it's, um, there's a lot of, uh, history, um, and, um, powers that be, so to speak, yeah. that, fight against it that want to make sure that things stay the way they are. And school choice simply means that um, parents and students have the choice to send their kids to um, their neighborhood district school, which is um, assigned to them by their address, which is probably how you and I and a lot of other people in our age range uh, grew up and and decided to go to their school. Um, They can go to a, uh, you know, brick and mortar traditional style charter school. Mm. They can go to an online virtual uh, cyber school such as ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can homeschool. You can go to private school, parochial school. Um, Really a lot of options out there for families. In the public school realm, part of that definition, I think, that I would add here in Michigan, it's the money follows the student. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I think that's a big differentiator when we talk about school choice is that we're funding students, not institutions. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, uh, frankly, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on, on school choice and it's very much a, uh, prevalent issue in our country these days. And, um, but I'm excited to talk about it. I'm, I'm clearly a proponent and, uh, looking to get more into it. And I just, I, I, I think it's a wonderful thing for, for our school, our state and our country. Is that the center of the issue then is the money, right? Or I know that's not what we care about most as a school, Mm -hmm. but um, school uh, choice seems to be, you know, contentious, right? There are different Mm -hmm. opinions. And is that the Mm -hmm. core of the issue of how the schools get funding? Yeah. I mean, that's a big piece of it for families and and for political folks and people in the media, things of that nature. So, um, you know, the, the school choice movement, charter schools in particular, um, there's, you know, people that would argue that we take away from the traditional public schools and mm. things of that nature. And, and, you know, my stance on that is that, um, you know, especially in the 21st century, pre-COVID, definitely during and post-COVID, I can't think of anything that isn't um, driven by choice or yeah. on demand, right? Yeah. Um, your groceries are on demand. Your music's on demand. Your religious services are now on demand. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of that one 
industry, so to speak, where your your address dictated where you went. And there's yeah. not many other things that you do as a family or as a parent where that's the case. Mm -hmm. And so school choice kind of takes a sledgehammer to that yeah. and says, if you want to go to your neighborhood school, more power to you, and that's great. But if you need something that works differently for your child, that's wonderful. And, you know, sometimes you see in larger schools, and, and I'm not bashing larger schools, I think they serve a, a very appropriate need in our state. Yeah. Um, but when you're educating the masses, so to speak, um, you're trying to get students to fit into the model, whereas a school like MIPS, you're fitting the model to the student. Mm. And and I think that's kind of the key differentiator is that we are, um, although we're growing, um, but we're growing in staff and mentors and things like that, we will always remain, uh, you know, nimble enough to meet the needs of our students. Yeah. I mean, that touches on it directly. But one thing that I was most interested in is, well, obviously MIPS is a charter school. We're mm -hmm. an online charter mm -hmm. school where anyone in the state of Michigan can mm -hmm. go mm -hmm. because there is school choice. Mm -hmm. um, why is why are charter schools in general and MIPS particularly um, important and helpful for, for students? Sure. Um, it's a really good question. So, um, just to just to touch on it from a broad view, uh, Michigan or yeah, Michigan International Prep School um, through the Department of Ed is labeled as an alternative school. Mm. So we can serve students that are working towards a diploma up to age twenty two. Mm. Um, just to put out there as well, we're not uh, a program that offers GEDs. That's not in our you know repertoire of services or anything like that. We are a diploma granting institution, as they as they call us. Yeah. So. Um, and we start in kindergarten. So mm -hmm. anybody ages five to 22 that is within the boundaries of Michigan is eligible to go to our school. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, on the older side of things where we're really seeing that we're meeting a really interesting need is for students ages, you know, really 17 to 22 that have um, um, maybe need to work full time. Yeah. Uh, because they're supporting their family or in part supporting their family. Yeah. Um, we have students in that age bracket that are um, responsible for siblings, um, whether that's picking them up at the bus stop, making lunches, taking them to doctor's appointments, things like that. Mm. And obviously we have students in that bracket that have children of their own. And, um, you know, when a student enrolls at MIPS, they're issued a laptop and a broadband, you know, jetpack wireless yeah. uh, device, and they have 24 seven access to their coursework. And so um, there's expectations on how they log in and how much they do and how much they communicate. And that's all uh, accountable to us yeah. and to the state and things like that. Um, but we have students that if they need to work from, you know, 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. on a Sunday night, more power to them. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where which we have, which, oh yeah, <laughs> we no, yeah, yeah, a that's, lot of those. that's, we have students to go here for that reason alone. Yeah. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. um, we have mm -hmm. students that work third shift in, in factories and things of that nature that need to have the schedule that meets their needs. Yeah. So, um, you know, in a traditional world that just doesn't exist, you know? Yeah. And so that's a really cool thing. Um, being in this world that, you know, get to see hands-on with students and their families is that they can make these schedules that make sense for them, which again, I would argue is a very 21st century skill. You yeah. know, you see it not only here as an employee, but you're seeing it in other industries now and workforces, the, um, the ability to work remote, the ability to work from wherever you are, whenever you are, or whenever you're able to, I should say, it's a wonderful thing. And, and frankly, post COVID, I don't see that changing a whole lot, you yeah. know? And I think that's a skill that sometimes I'm not sure we give ourselves enough credit for. It's kind of that underlying curriculum. We're teaching the students how to function in the mm -hmm. 21st century workplace. You know, it's not, uh, you know, I think, you know, here at MIPS, it's, 
your workday isn't really over at three or four or five. It's over when the work is done, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, I think, translating to the kids, you know, the students. So yeah. uh, it's really neat to see that. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's worth noting too. It's so important in the school of choice that's, that's evident um, that succeeds in what, why, what we do here at MIPS is um, I started about six months after uh, COVID. I started okay. in, in August of 2020. Okay. Um, and part of the reason why I'm here and came on board is because MIPS enrollment basically doubled, mm-hmm. right? When schools were going from local school to online with the same teachers mm-hmm. and trying to use the same curriculum mm-hmm. and it wasn't working, yep. students chose to go to a school that did know what they were doing and were, I mean, we were already online, yeah. right? That knew what they were doing. Yeah. And now um, a year and a half later after that, we're still growing for that, that same exact reason. So um, I want to talk a little bit more about MIPS in particular here then. Um, and this is kind of just a, a your opinion thing. Sure. Why choose MIPS? Why, um, when we're presented, you we fight at MIPS for school choice, mm-hmm. right? Because not only is that how we get students, but we also believe that we are a better option than a lot of their other choices. So mm-hmm. why are you here at MIPS, right? Like why choose MIPS? Does that kind of make sense? Why am I personally here as an employee? Just in general, yeah, right? Yeah, Whatever. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's a, a couple answers. You chose MIPS yes. and students choose MIPS. Yes, so, yes, yes. So why to either of those? Um, sure. Um, I think, you know, to answer the student part first, there's a myriad of reasons. You know, mm-hmm. COVID um, contributed to that, you know, as far as what you said about our instructional model and having some longevity and kind of knowing what we're doing in this new yeah. space. Um, you know, there are a lot of students these days, unfortunately, that, um, you know, are dealing with severe amounts of anxiety depression, um, things of that nature. And mm-hmm. I think this environment, um, especially in a world for the last year and a half that's been isolating, has given them an outlet, has given them at least some people to interact with and talk to. And yeah. they know that they have a mentor um, that is there to care about them, check on them, make sure they're doing the right things, yeah. you know, keeping their head mm-hmm. above water, you name it. So um, I think students really appreciate that care and families Mm. do too. You know, the mentors are not only in constant communication with the students, but with mom, dad, grandma, the neighbor, the, you know, the, the softball coach, whatever the case may be, it's really this interesting wraparound services of adults that care about you. Mm. And it's really cool. And I think that word is spreading and that message is spreading. Um, You know, I think also on the student side, and I've seen this just in, in years past and at different schools and things like that, you know, where MIPS is really, you know, unique and neat is, you know, we give you your, you know, set amount of classes at a time. We follow all those rules and everything. But if you are just in the groove today on U.S. history and you are in the zone and you want to focus on that, spend the day on U.S. history. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Spanish will be there tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you might have to do a little bit more in Spanish tomorrow. But if you want to dig your heels in on U.S. history, go for it. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's what I love about this sort of thing is it's not, you know, uh, it's 213 and some arbitrary sound goes off and it's drop history, go to earth science, yep. that sort of thing. Yep, yep. We, we are not learning in 50 minute blocks. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that's really cool. And, and, you know, frankly, with the, the mentor piece, the communication piece, the 24 seven access piece, you know, you have a great idea, you know, on a Friday afternoon going home from school and you got to sit on it until Monday yeah. and you'll either forget it or not be as passionate about it by Monday. Yeah, yeah. And this way you can just pick up the phone and call your mentor, text your mentor, be like, Hey, look, I want to do this, that, the other. So I just, the, um, again, back to that on demand aspect of it. I think it's really cool because we are, you know, 
um, training our children mm-hmm. <laughs> and citizens that that's that's the way of the world now. And I think MIPS obviously reacts appropriately. You know, we yeah. we are in constant communication with these kids, and and I think that's a good thing. So um, personally, I've I've spent the vast majority of my career in the charter school realm. Yeah, um, I'm just a huge proponent of it. I think it's really um, made a lot of difference in a lot of kids' lives, and and especially in a program such as this where we can serve an older um, clientele, so to speak, of students. Yeah. We're helping students achieve diplomas where that door is probably closed in other settings. And mm-hmm. um, once we can kind of explain to them what this looks like and how they can get through, you know, legitimately and with a diploma and onto the next step of their lives, mm-hmm. I think that's a great thing. And, and it's really fun to have those conversations with, with the high school students that, um, you know, no doors are closed to them by graduating from here. They can go two-year school, four-year school, trade school. We have a relationship with the military. Yeah. Uh, they can enlist. They can serve their country. So, um, you know, the, the world is their oyster here and it's just fun to be a small part of it. So, um, I hope that answers your question. No, no, it does. And I don't want to talk a ton too, but there are a couple of things, you know, sometimes sparks fly, right. And our, our second episode of this podcast, we talked about pathways, which includes the military and dual enrollment colleges, becoming a realtor through us. And, um, our, our marketing guy titled that episode, um, pathways colon Mm -hmm. launching students into successful careers and i think it was important to talk about this when we talk about school choice Mm -hmm. it's because students can say hey i want to go to the military or i want to be a realtor or i want to graduate high school with my associate's degree Mm -hmm. families can talk about that Debt free debt free a free community college all throughout high school Um, but students and families can talk about that and choose to come to mips to shape their future to look like what they want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and you know, I don't have an end goal to that, but that's, that's something that's really important that I yeah. see in my students too. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing, and this is kind of how you started answering that question. And um, we plan and we have in, in the works a couple episodes on student mental health mm-hmm. um, and reasons why how we can come alongside students and families who are struggling, not just financially and with resources, but also emotionally. Um, and just, Anecdotes from from my own students, right, is I can tell you there are a huge percentage of students here at MIPS that are at MIPS because they feel safer. Mm -hmm. Or you mentioned anxiety or or the loneliness that comes with with COVID and things like that. I just read, um, I was on the phone with a family yesterday who their their kid got, got mugged right? They're bullied in school and then they got mugged, like their stuff stolen from them and threatened, right? That student doesn't want to go back to that school. And oftentimes, if we look at um, whether it's economic or emotional disparity there, um, coming to MIPS isn't just safer for them, but if they're in that situation, it's often much more fruitful or they become much more successful when they're in an environment like MIPS with a one-on-one relationship with Mm -hmm. a teacher. So Mm -hmm. that's a... That's a whole plug, but it, yeah. all things that you reminded me of why school choice is important mm-hmm. and why you work as hard as you do um, in a lot of a lot of the thing. The whole list that I, that <laughs> I said there is all for the the emotional, academic, and social well being of these students. So I don't want to cut you off. There is there anything with that 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 you wanted to add to or? Well, no, I I, I think that's a really nice summary of what we're doing, you know, and, yeah. and what our goal is. So, you know, something else I just want to mention is the one of the beautiful aspects of 
online learning and, and kind of some self-paced learning is, um, you know, we have the mandated amount of courses that the students have to do every year set yeah. by our school board in the state and things of that nature. But if students are doing that, those 10 courses and doing them well, um, and they're still within the confines of that calendar school year, yeah. we can, you know, through the relationship with the mentor and the teachers, um, maybe we look at an 11th course, a 12th course, yeah. a 13th course. And that's really... Well, uh, you could argue the mentors, the secret sauce. You could argue the the time flexibility is the secret mm-hmm. sauce. We got a lot of them. Seasoning <laughs> is a bunch of different things yeah, there you combined, go. right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's definitely one of them. The yeah. ability to really, I think, one of two things: work ahead, graduate early, or make up for lost time if you've if you have gaps yeah. in your high school career, so to speak, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, the students that need that flexibility, that want to graduate in three, three and a half years and, and take reins of that, man, that's cool to watch. Yeah. And just to kind of, you know, still be the guide on the side and make sure they're doing the right things, but that they're doing the work and doing well and, yeah. and, and able to move on to the next phase of their life. I think, I think the technology and perhaps COVID and things like that have really taught this generation of kids. I, I, I would argue they're very entrepreneurial you know and they and they they're ready to move on with their lives and um that is our mandate is to make sure that not only they can but they can with the requisite skills and the know-how and things like that so um i think that's it's that's neat for me to see and to be a very small part of man charlie you sound like the glue that holds everything together i mean (laughs) a couple episodes ago we we were talking about special education and they were talking about that same thing of a student came in that didn't get any work done and they did two years worth of classes in one year and caught up and graduated on time um well think of the difference that makes for your family i mean if if you're somebody that needs to go out and work full-time or if you're helping raise siblings so mom and dad can go to work that sort of thing i mean it's huge um and and there's probably no way for us to ever fully know or track it Mm -hmm. but the, the you know the economic uh ripple effect through neighborhoods and communities and individual families i think is is um you know nothing to sneeze at for yeah. sure yeah I love that. So, I mean, I have a a really long list of things that I'm going to have to bring you back to talk about. But because we're talking about school choice and kind of what makes uh, MIPS unique and and the things that you do here, I want to go through this again, right? So we have overseeing a learning lab. Um, You you are a mentor. You have a bunch of students. Um, State and federal grants, that's a whole thing, you know, more more funding and things that we we can talk about there. Um, State compliance, political leaders and legislators, truancy officers and uh, the be engaged be successful program all of that combined you you touch on all of that and school choice mm-hmm. means you know we're hoping that um or we believe students can choose to come to our school because it may um be the best option for them mm-hmm. so i'm going to put you on the spot Uh-oh. and this is my question for you of all the stuff that you do um what are you most excited about that you're involved in right now wow that's a good question um so let me answer this way while I think of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right way to answer your question. Mm-hmm. My favorite day of the year, bar none, is graduation. Mm. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, you know, to see the 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 look of accomplishment on the students' faces, on their parents' faces, you know, the the neighbor's face who shows up, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing that I think is cooler than that. Yeah. So in order to get there now, I will give the students the credit. They've done all the real work, right? They've done yeah. algebra two and physics and everything that um, kind of terrifies me these days. Oh, those are the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some gratification in knowing that we got that grant that paid for their mentor that helped 
you know, kind of hold their hand, yeah, so to speak, through yeah. the process. Or we we built a really positive relationship with a state leg- legislator who might have been on the fence about how we operate, yeah. just as far as our instructional program, things like that. And garnering their support was able to keep our school, you know, open and thriving and, and uh, you know, um, able to have that student come through our doors and yeah. finish. So, um, you know, kind of starting at graduation and working backwards, you can see a lot of those things um, come together to make sure that these students are still having that experience. And there's, um, I do find some gratification in that, but it's really just the, the, um, all about the students and and seeing them go on to the next phase of their lives is, is really, really fulfilling. Look at that. I love that. And that's the purpose of the school in general too, right? So that's fun. I I encourage everyone watching or listening, right? To go on our website or look at previous episodes and be like, Charlie has had a part in that. (laughs) Charlie does a little bit of everything. I think too, you know, just my personal opinion, there's a lot of um, people that, you know, we are accountable to Uh, our students, our Mm. families, our staff, our school board, our authorizer, the state, you name it. And we, we do everything we can to make sure that everything we do is obviously appropriate and correct and the right thing for kids. And that's our driving force. Um, you know, speaking about the graduation, Eric, the, you know, there's a lot of different um, people out there in Michigan that um, look at our data and look at how we're um, running our program and how we treat students and things like that. And and we're accountable to all of that. We're accountable yeah. to our families, to our students, to our school board, our authorizer, um, you know, the state of Michigan, um, Joe and Jane taxpayer. We yeah. take all of that very seriously, as mm-hmm. we should. Uh, my personal thing, there's a lot of those folks that I mentioned that have different data points that they'd like to judge us on and, and see if we're an effective program or not. One that I, you know, there's a lot of things that are really important, mm-hmm. um, you know, student retention, so to speak. And when, by retention, I mean, coming back year to year, not yeah. being held back, but, you yeah. know, building a program where students, you know, are thriving and, and returning. Um, but I think for me, a lot of it boils down to graduation rates. It's something I spend a lot of time kind of looking at, trying to analyze, um, you know, who's graduating, how long they're taking, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing some really good growth in a lot of our graduation um, rates and subcategories, things like that. So mm-hmm. for our more adult quote unquote type learners, um, students that maybe came to us that were credit deficient. Um, we're seeing huge gains in those graduation rates. Huge. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, mathematically speaking, they, they probably couldn't have graduated from their traditional school by the time they got to us. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock on anybody. It's just the the math of the situation. And that's where us being able to serve them up to age 22 is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, uh, and, uh, conversely, our dropout rates for those students are going down, believe yeah. it or not. So that's a wonderful thing. You know, I, I try, you know, something we see occasionally with students is they're very concerned that, you know, maybe their graduation cohorts passed, meaning the, that basically their friends have graduated or are yeah. about to graduate from their traditional school. And I tell the students where this comes up all the time, because this is a driver of some anxiety when you're trans, you know, transitioning schools that late in the game. Mm-hmm. I say, look, I'm, what am I now? 36. I'm 36 years old. I don't think I've ever been asked, did you graduate high school? And I can guarantee nobody's ever asked me how old I was when I graduated yeah. high school. Or so, how long it took you. Yeah, right? no. If you got a high school diploma, yeah. it's not like, well, how long did it take you? Yeah, to get exactly. Diploma, right? nobody, in the real world, nobody cares. It doesn't yeah. even come up. It's mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And um, and I tell them, look, I can tell you how many years it took me to graduate college, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I, I think that's getting through. That's like, hey, once you're here, like, we got to have some urgency, but you yeah. know, we're going to make sure you legitimately do the work and it's done well and you know what you need to know to go on. But um, it's an interesting conversation to have with some of those 17, 18, 19 year olds where it's like, look, let's just 
one class at a time, two classes at a time. Let's chip away at this thing, yeah. you know, and that's, and it's, it's working. And we're seeing again, the graduation rates going like this, dropouts are going down. And, um, you know, that is one of the reasons why we exist. You know, the word charter means we have a charter contract, yeah. um, that, um, we have to uphold. And one of the, you know, mandates we've put in there is that we're going to see things through for students, mm-hmm. all students, particularly students on the older side of things. So it's, um, just really exciting to see that we're, um, filling a huge need, yeah. you know, and filling a void in our state where, um, you know, it behooves all of us, whether you're, you know, and not a huge fan of charter schools or school choice. Mm-hmm. That's your prerogative, but it behooves all of us as yeah. Michiganders for these kids to be educated, employable, and earning as high wages as they can. So mm. um, I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody to argue that. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope. No, I love that, and that's that's where we started too, right? Of we're a charter school, we are a nonprofit, right? Mm-hmm. No one, no mm-hmm. one does any of this to make money. Yeah. It's because we think that if you choose us for yeah. a lot of students, that that program advancement, right, yeah. is going to go up. And we're yeah. seeing that work with graduation rates and yeah. retention rates. So yeah. I love that. Well, Charlie, um, if you've listened to our podcast, which I know you have, mm-hmm. you're one of the uh, Mipsers who listens and watches everyone, them. right? Them, yeah. Um, we end every single one yeah. with a win. Now, okay. I know you know what that means, but just for yeah. you, if you this is your first one, um, we end every episode of the podcast with something that we have seen that encourages us or gets us excited. It could be academic success. It could be you finally got in touch with a dad that hadn't um, been sure. in the picture or you uh, another staff member helped you out in an area that was really mm-hmm. difficult and you really thankful for someone but um do you have a win that you would be willing to share with us yeah absolutely um there's a lot that come to mind yeah. when you mentioned that yeah, list. you get yeah. a lot more stories it's, than some of us maybe too of the amount of people that are from here to here um for yeah. uh as far as the staff goes you know mm-hmm. i just there's it's just a wonderful team mm-hmm. environment wonderful team atmosphere and there's no personal agendas which is really nice yeah. it is all about students and families and um that's no one's wonder- here to make money that's a wonderful <laughs> that's a wonderful thing to be a part of so mm-hmm. um you know i i really would say we're still um you know uh Basking in the glow of graduation. I know it's a little yeah. bit in the rearview mirror now, but I, again, it really is my favorite day of the year. So yeah. to see um, a whole new class of students graduate, I think between the mid-year and, and June celebration, we saw uh, 75 to 80 graduates this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's huge. You know, we're only four years old. In the scheme of charter schools and the scheme of education at large, we're, we're a baby. You know, mm-hmm. we're in our infancy. And to be turning out that many students that are, you know, prepared to go out into the real world and, and function and thrive and are already serving their country or got a raise at their job or now in a management position at the job they had yeah. while here, that's cool. That's what this is all about. So, um, you know, seeing some of those students, particularly some of the ones I mentored, it's especially nice to see them, you know, finish up and move on to the next phase of their life. But, um, you know, we were at a meeting actually this morning uh, presenting to some people uh, in my local area. I was with another MIPS staff member and we were doing something semi-similar to this, mm. telling a group of folks about our program and uh, what we do and who we serve and how we do it. And and, the uh, elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the ladies there said, my son is a graduate and I have nothing but great things to say about these mm. guys. He's doing well. He's glad to have, you know, this chapter of his life behind him and checked off successfully and as yeah. uh, a contributing adult. And that's, you know, it, um, it's, it's maybe not a way that most educators look at it, but, you know, kind of my personal thought in the back of my mind as far as what one of our, our mandates is, is, is to create taxpayers, right? Mm. I mean, that's, that is essentially what we're here for at the end of the day, and it takes a lot of things to get there, and that's why we provide social-emotional support and mentoring and things like that. And, um, 
But, um, you know, functioning, successful, happy, well-adjusted adults um, coming out of MIPS. And I think that's a really cool thing. I love that. <laughs> well, that is all, I mean, to me as a mentor, to teachers, to parents, encouraging. Right, that they get to be at a, a place that offers that and, and supports that. So, Charlie, I know that you are a busy guy. Um, you are all the way here in East Michigan from Howell. It's a bit of a, a hike for you. Um, but all that to say, thank you for being here. Oh, sure. um, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. You're going to be on this podcast a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. And I, uh, I'll be back if you'll have me. <laughs> there we go. All thank right. you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. If you're interested in enrollment or you just want to get to know us and what we do a little bit better, head over to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.